Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Welcome to today's episode where we are talking about this one thing that you do and want that causes you a serious amount of clutter. Okay. And I asked you guys in the group to take a guess. Emily says collections, kind of, um, but put in the comments real quick. Cause I want to hear your guys' answer. What do you think the one thing that you want is causing you insane amounts of clutter. And we did talk about it on yesterday's episode. Bree says crafts, crafts do <laughs> yes, cause you. So we cleaned up my room like just a little bit ago and I do all these crafts and some of them are really messy. And so I clean them up and then like a few days later, I eat all this trash on my desk. Yes. So I had to clean up yesterday too. So for Brie, it's crafts. <laughs> We've got collections, clothing, um, those are good guesses. Keep guessing because there's a lag in the comments. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna answer it for you. I meant that for kids. Oh, she meant that for kids topics. Not <laughs> that's funny. Um, but I guess collections would also cause you a lot of clutter too. Um, so she wants to talk about collections, Brie. Um, okay. So this is the one thing that I have noticed lately um, in the group. And just by watching you guys, because you guys know, like I stalk you in the group, I watch your posts, I listen to what you have to say, and this is the one thing that comes up often. I'm going to get my mic up, I'm going to whisper it to you, get super close so that you can hear what the answer is, <laughs> and that is variety, variety. Your the obsessive need we have for variety causes us so much clutter. Okay. And it causes us to have duplicates of so many things and it makes us fall into this trap of thinking that we need like this specific thing for this one specific event or this one type of thing. And we need three different types for all of these different things. And we just don't need it. And what ends up happening is that we end up, Oh boy, she went deep with us. I did. I was like, come close, come hear what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> but anyway, we get tricked into it. Okay. And you're probably like, what the heck are you talking about? Like variety, variety causes clutter. Yes, it does. You don't need one thing for every special occasion. Now I'm going to give you some examples. This is going to be a pretty short and sweet episode. I think I always say that and then we get kind of long, but right. We talk too much. Okay. Happy birthday, Jessica. Um, that's really why I invited you. <laughs> okay. Birthday. Okay. So let's talk about the kids are having a dance party. It's here new variety, Sarah variety. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about food variety. So we talked about food yesterday when we did the purge-a-thon. If you didn't do the purge-a-thon with us, sign up for the purge-a-thon. It's three days of decluttering projects. But when we talked about the pantry, I told you guys that a big part of why we wasted so much food and never ate what we had is because I was obsessed with buying variety, buying either small or large amounts of a lot of different things. So I would go to 
wherever I was shopping and I would get some stuff of some cases of blueberries, some cases of grapes, some cases of apples, some cases of bananas, um, some raspberries, like cherries for the week. Okay. And I would end up with all these kinds of food. And what happens when you have too many options is that you get overwhelmed by it. Your kids get overwhelmed by it. And then you ultimately end up making no choices and don't eat any of it. Right. Yeah. And then we waste it all. And that's really hard (laughs) to swallow. What an appropriate joke for (laughs) talking about food. (laughs) But anyway, like, and it's the same for the stuff in our pantry. I would be like, okay, we need pasta and rice and this kind of pasta and that kind of pasta and this kind of sauce and that kind of sauce. And in the fridge, we need 20 different kinds of condiments and we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. And then I would get like for the kids, I'd get them like different kinds of granola bars. And then what ends up happening is that everybody opens up the box. Everybody eats a little bit out of it here and there. They eat through their favorites and we're left with a whole bunch of waste because we've got too much variety. We had too many choices. So that clutters up your pantry, right? And it's very wasteful as far as food. We do it differently now to where we go to Costco and I'm like, we always get apples because Costco apples are always good and reliable bananas. And then we get like one or two other things like Like peaches mm -hmm. and nectarines because, well, they're delicious. They are delicious. Exactly. We like them. We, and I, so we have like our core group of stuff that we eat. And then we add in like one or two things for variety so that we're not eating apples and bananas for our entire life. Like when we went to Costco on Monday, we got apples, bananas, and then we got plums and peaches. And we got it an amount that we will eat through it this week. And when we go to the store on Monday, if we have like apples left over or whatever, like we know what to get and what to not get. And I do the same thing with like vegetables and I do the same thing with pantry snacks. Like I don't go buy one of everything. I buy what I know they'll eat and we eat it and we'll get like one variation so that they have something fun to eat. (laughs) Emily says feeling attacked again, y'all. But this was me. I changed it up and I only buy two or three fruits at a time. Yeah. So that's one example of how variety causes you clutter and causes you to be really freaking wasteful. Now let's talk about clothes because the same thing happens with our clothes. We, and this is how my closet used to be. Ten, 10 dresses over on the right. We had about 20 of these shirts. We had about so much of these jeans and we had the shorts and the socks. Yes. And then it's just too much. And it's crazy. So I used to, buy different styles of clothes because I felt like I needed to have it. I had like the the clothes and I tell you guys this all the time, you're likely wearing the same things on repeat already, but we feel like we have to buy a blazer and have these kinds of shoes and do, you know, have all of these options for the sake of variety and for the sake of like, if things come up that never come up, And then you end up with a closet full of stuff that you don't like to wear and you don't even have any reason to wear it. 
So variety in your clothing or variety in your kids' clothing does the same thing. And I'm going to give you guys some solutions. I know not everybody agrees with this, but we've lived in all kinds of weather. We've lived in Alaska, which is the extreme winter and extreme cold. Even in the summer, it's still, yeah, even in the summer, it's still pretty cold. We've lived in Florida where it's the opposite. It's pretty much hot all year round. We've lived in Idaho with a perfect four seasons and I will be totally honest that it's easy for us to fall into the trap of being like, we have to buy rain boots and snow boots and dress up boots and regular shoes and pretty like dresses. Oh, that's so pretty. And then once you go try them on, it's like, um, so we fall into that trap of thinking that we need variety. We, we have to have a light jacket and a heavy jacket and a rain jacket and a whatever. And I can tell you guys that there are, you don't, you don't. I've lived in those seasons. We think that we need all of this variety because it's offered to us, but it's expensive and it's hard to maintain. And it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like there's nothing wrong with being like, it's kind of a colder day and we're in the middle of like that transition from winter to spring. You're going to have to wear a hoodie and your lighter jacket. Like that's it. <laughs> that's what you got to do. I'm not going to go buy you a special jacket. I'll make sure the one that you have is waterproof and works in rain. But um, anyway, that's just some examples of clothing variety that leads us to having a ton of clutter that just really isn't necessary and is very expensive and ends up being really wasteful. You agree? Lazy's like, yes. <laughs> um, so I'll give you guys some tips at the, at the end too about like dual purpose items. Now let's talk about toys. Let's talk about toy variety. And this came up in the group again yesterday. Someone, one of the moms is really struggling with like, I, I, she can't figure out how to store the toys. And from my perspective, like I can see it so clearly that it's not an issue of storing or organizing. It's an issue of too much, but it's also a classic case of feeling like we need to have variety and like we need to give our kids every single option under the sun or at least multiple options of toys to play with. So since Brie is here with me today, I'm just going to ask her on the spot, guys. <laughs> Brie, what are, yeah, what are your favorite toys to play with? Um, obviously crafts because I do this all the time. Crafts. Um, calico critters, mixy cues, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, usually we do stuffed animals. We do like stuffed animals Olympics. Yes. We make little obstacle courses for them. Yeah. Um, trying to think of others. So can you remember, I have another question for you. So if yeah. you guys, she doesn't know that I tell you guys this all the time, but I, I'm like, my kids play with the same things on repeat and they have played with those for, since we were in Florida the stuffed animals that they play with, but she was talking about the stuffed animal Olympics, same stuffed animals that they've had since Florida. Like those are the ones that are most special to her. She has other toys, but we fall into this trap of thinking that kids need a million variety and they don't. The variety and the fact that we live in a consumer society where we are marketed to all of the time tells us 
your kid needs 20 kinds of blocks in order to build their brain. They don't. Usually, they don't. <laughs> we find these little like play blocks that Derek has, and we, we, we just have a few of them. Uh, but we use them as like this little high jump for the Olympics and yeah. little forts for the stuffed animals. Yes, they and do. You don't need 20 blocks just to build a small fort for them. Yeah. And build a little house. Yeah. And we have had the same toys like Breezy. I don't know if you know this, but like the Winnie the Pooh set. Oh, yeah. Was the one that we brought from Ooh. Alaska to Florida. And they still have it. Derek and Brie don't play with it too much, but Kaylee is getting to the age where she plays with it now. The little, yeah, the little characters and the little action figure type things that go with that dollhouse, the little people house. Um, is it's a little people set. Um, but they've been playing with those guys for a decade. Like this, like you're hearing it from Brie. Like the toys that are her favorite are the ones that have been in our family for a decade. She, I, well, I won't speak for you, but do you feel like you need more variety, Brie? No. <laughs> no? Okay. Not really. <laughs> Not really. Not really, because they have what they use. They have their Legos, they have magnetiles, and they're able to play so creatively with it. And when you have too much variety, not only do you have a whole ton of clutter that makes your house, your house, <laughs> your house hard to be in, but your kids don't get the opportunity to play in depth. Like my personal belief that kids are, are meant to do. They're meant to play in depth. They're meant to build like these really complex storylines and experiences. And like Brie was saying, stuffed animal Olympics and they have stuffed animal dance parties and stuffed animal basketball tournaments and all of these things with their animals who have birthdays and relationships <laughs> And all of these things, right, Bray? Huh? I'm just talking about your stuffed animals. I talked to them oh, about yeah. your stuffed animals a lot. Yeah. Um, so that's variety in toys, how it causes you clutter, but also just a little bit on how much your kids really benefit from not having a ton of variety. Emily says too much variety delays a child's ability to create decision-making skills. Exactly. They don't get to practice decision-making skills because they're too overwhelmed. And that's what happens is they open up the toy shelf or the toy box and they see... 50 different light up style toys and they're like I don't even know what to do with this so they just pull it all out throw it around have a you know a pretty superficial play experience and then leave it because they're like I don't know what to do with this there's too much going on so that's toy variety um some other things that come up a lot, hang on, I'm going to check these off cuz I had a whole bunch of examples cuz I wanted this to make sense to you guys so that you could be like okay, this is how it applies in my house. <laughs> this is the type of variety that I have that I really don't need. So another one that comes up are strollers, which surprises me because strollers aren't cheap. <laughs> but how many of you either have or know somebody who has like four or five or six different kinds of strollers for every type of event that could come up? Now, and yeah. it's a double stroller, one for Tara, and no, one for Kaylee. There we go. So, yeah, we have two strollers because I was gifted one from a friend. And one is a jogger stroller and one is like a regular push type stroller. But I never felt like I needed to have all of these different kinds of strollers. And I did not want to 
store all of these different kinds of strollers? Like that's overwhelming to me. Like, where am I going to put them? Why am I going to keep my garage full of five strollers when I have one kid who is riding in a stroller? Like my, my single jogger stroller does the job. (laughs) Like it works. I don't need an umbrella stroller and a jogger stroller and a whatever else kind of stroller. Um, but that's just an example of the variety trap that we fall into. And not only does it create clutter for you, it's expensive. And we talk a lot about money in here, money and clutter, but this is just one of the ways that we don't really realize why we're broke, why we don't have any money. When in reality, it's because we're like, oh, you know, I could use this stroller for this time or that stroller for that time or whatever, right? (laughs) So strollers come up a lot. Same thing with baby carriers. Okay. um, I get it. I understand it. They are cute. They all have different styles. They all do different things. And, um, (laughs) but, all right, I guess Bree's done. But um, they, you, you, do you really need four or five? If you want four or five, go for it. But do you really need four or five? Do you really need one of every kind? No. Do you really have it in your budget to buy one of every kind? Maybe. But if you don't, don't feel like you need to have one for every kind. There are lots of carriers that start at the smaller age and you can move up with, or maybe you get an infant one and then one for the older ages, or maybe you get one with an infant insert and then take out the insert, right? Like there is a really big difference between a want and a need and getting things for the sake of variety. And I hope that this helps you understand one of the root causes of clutter. It really is variety. So baby carriers, strollers, You don't need a new stroller, new moms. I agree. (laughs) You don't need one. I didn't, I didn't ever have one with Derek or Brie. Um, and then I got one with Kaylee. I don't know why. Actually, I do know why, because I had three kids and I had a lot of things to carry. The stroller was mostly to carry all the kids stuff. Anyway, um, another example of Variety causing clutter in your everyday life are kitchen gadgets. All right. I, this is the example that I used to use at the beginning of Motherhood Simplified when we first opened this group because it's what I had. I had like three different kinds of crock pots. And I would say that they all served their own purpose, but I only ever used one. Okay. And then I had a rice cooker and I had an Instapot. What up, Breezy? You come back. And then I had a Dutch oven. I had all of the things and I only ever used like one or two of them. But going back to what I was saying, we live in a consumerist society in a where we are constantly marketed to and we are made to believe that we need the rice cooker and we need all of the different kind of crock pots and we need the Instapots and we need all of these gadgets and we really don't like breezy. (laughs) I know breezy really, really wants a KitchenAid and I'm, that is on my list of things to get her is a KitchenAid because it does all of the things. 
Breezy really loves to bake and she's old enough now to wear, yeah, she's old enough now to wear, like I wouldn't use it very often, but I know Breezy will use it. I know that it's multi-purpose. It does a lot of things in one and it actually eliminates the need for like, no, the stand-up mixer. Oh, stand-up mixer. Okay. It does a lot of different things. Like when you have a stand-up mixer, you really don't need an immersion blender and a hand blender. Don't come at me, Chef Jean, if you're listening to this. But you guys get what I'm saying. Like you don't need all of these gadgets and you don't need all of this variety in order to make it through your days okay. Your need and your desire to have all of this variety is actually causing the clutter for you and it's actually making your days harder because you think you need it. All right, so that's gadgets. Same goes for hair tools, okay? Um, let's talk about Band-Aids. <laughs> this is a weird one, I know. <laughs> but um, Jessica, if she comes back and watches this, she, she um, I used to joke about the mom who had like eight bottles of Neosporin in her drawer. Um, like different kinds, opened and partially used and new packs, so much Neosporin. And I was always like, girl, if you need that much Neosporin, for a cut, like you have to go to the doctor because that's a really serious cut. Like the Neosporin isn't gonna help you. One bottle of Neosporin is enough, right? And the same is true of Band-Aids because there are so many different kinds. Okay, I'm not gonna say don't have a basic first aid kit that has everything you need, but do you need 18 different character Band-Aids? Do you need all of these different varieties and sizes? Do you just have the butterfly Band-Aids? Yeah, for like the screen. blisters on the back of your yeah. feet. So we have big band-aids for because we have a lot of athletes in our family for like when you get blisters on your heels, especially with new shoes, um, butterfly band-aids, and then just a pack of like regular band-aids. Um, because honestly, band-aids don't make you heal. They make it harder to heal. My kids hate that, that we're not the family that like is like, here's so many band-aids. But, you know, if you need a thousand band-aids, like I said, you're going to the doctor. You're not putting a thousand band-aids on your body. Um, that's clutter. <laughs> and it's, it adds up. I mean, if you have 50 boxes of band-aids that you've spent three or four dollars on each, you guys can do the math. I can't do the math because I'm not great at math, <laughs> but you guys can do the math. Like it, it adds up. Like that's where your money is going to clutter and to variety. Okay. Last thing, just one final example of ways that this false necessity of variety causes a whole lot of clutter for us is in our cosmetic supplies. Okay. Cosmetics, and I put like scents and perfumes, or if you're like me, essential oils, but I'm not going, I'm going to always have too many oils, yeah. but um, cosmetics, like we get, we get lotion for our body, lotion for our hands, lotion for our feet, lotion for our face. Like, yeah, I get my stuff from earthy herbs. My friend Jody, what up Jody? Uh, the owner of Earthy Herbs actually she just changed her name to the Herbal Anarchist. That's what it is, Herbal Anarchist. Um, but we don't need all of those things. We don't need yeah. 
you, you just I don't just, need it. I just have eyeshadow and lipstick. Yes, <laughs> Breezy has some makeup. I have some makeup, but I have the makeup that I know that I use and I like to use and fits my needs. And I know that I will use it up and then go get more instead of like just buying and buying and buying and putting it on top of each other, putting it on top of itself. Um, but same with, same is true of like shampoo and conditioner and body wash and smelly lotions and body sprays and perfumes and, oh, my battery's not running low. Can you plug that in? Yeah. You'll have to unplug one of those and then plug that one in. You can unplug this in. Um, so anyway, that's how variety causes you clutter. So as you are decluttering today, because I hope that you are either listening to this to get inspired to declutter or you're listening to this while you're decluttering, take a look around at what you have and figure out if it's just a whole bunch of unnecessary variety that you thought you needed or you thought would be helpful and really is not. It's just sitting there, not serving a purpose. You already have what you need to get the job done. You already have the gadgets you need to get the cooking done in your house. You already have the clothes that fit your body and your type right now. You don't need all those. What were you going to say? Style. Yes, do it like Marie Kondo style, like uh -huh. pull it all out <laughs> and then put it all back. Um, do you really need five different strollers when you only have one kid riding in a stroller? Do you really need 18 different kinds of lotions? Like just ask yourself, is this variety really serving a purpose or not? And I, I hope will help you be able to let things go because you'll realize it's not necessary. It's not helping you. It is making things harder because that's just one more pointless thing that you are trying to manage on a day-to-day -day basis that is not making your life better or easier. And then use it in the future as well. When you, because part of this decluttering process is learning to be really mindful about what you do consume when you go out shopping or when you find deals or when something's on sale, ask yourself, like, is this really necessary or is this just another pointless variety item? So that's it for the today. I hope that this was helpful for you guys. And I hope that it helps you kind of shift your mind about your variety and what you need and what you don't need. And I will see you guys all on the next episode. I will see you tomorrow. We'll see Breezy tomorrow for books. Bye. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it <laughs> because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode.
build up their business and their, their income for their life. And she is at a season of her life where it's not easy to just let everything go, but she's done it and she's been doing it. And she has been finding, I mean, she said, hey, Shamra, I'm going to tell them the story of like when you first started, but she was like, you're so right. It's changing my spending habits because I went to Kohl's and I didn't buy, I think it was like East, maybe Easter dresses or maybe Christmas dresses. I don't remember, but you're like all these good deals. And I didn't even feel the need to buy them. That's how decluttering saves you money because you realize what your spending habits are. You see them for what they are. And you stop falling into those same traps and habits that got you into the situation to begin with. So I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's it. Got a little bit long, but I hope this is helpful for you. If you enjoyed it, if you didn't enjoy it right now, because you're like feeling like Emily, like this is me, help me. <laughs> Just know it gets easier. It gets easier. I promise you this will help you the most long-term and I just know, I just know it will work for you. I know it will work for you. Trust me. I know it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow, but I got you back. It, <laughs> I got you back. Anyway, if it was helpful, if you liked it, if you feel like other people could benefit from hearing it, take a screenshot of this episode, share it with somebody because when you find something that works for you, it's going to work for somebody else. Okay. Cause you're not the only one struggling with this. So go ahead and share this with somebody. Let them know there's a better way. And I got your back. Okay. Emily says personally attacked. Yes. Yes. Normally I would feel bad about making somebody feel personally attacked, but because I've lived through it and I've come out on the other side I know that that means that you are going to come out on the other side too, and it's all going to be good. Okay. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Bye. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other, and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it <laughs> because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? 
It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.